it moves And I'm gonna run the lightning And I'm gonna bring it to Sons to come up, but that won't help me in these older handcuffs. And now you can tell my mama, tell my kin.
Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 776. A lot of shows. Hey, you're going to like Time Sawyer, our guest on Red Barn Radio tonight. This talented ensemble has an uncanny knack for landing in that rootsy sweet spot where folk and alt-country and rock gather in a place that pleases lots of ears. They've shared stages with the likes of Langhorn Slim and the Steep Canyon Rangers at some of the Southeast's iconic festivals like Merle and Floyd Fests, for instance. How about that? And now they're here on Red Barn Stage. We present for you Time Sawyer on Red Barn Radio. Thank you, Brad. I'm glad to be here. Yes. 
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Music writers ranging from No Depression to Huffington Post praise Tim Sawyer's music as vastly energetic, textured, skillful, and full of old soul. Jennifer Harp from No Depression says, these are songs the listeners will find themselves compelled to turn to again and again for the assurance of the vocals, the talent of the instrumentation, and because the album is just that good. Time Sawyer, folks, is Sam Taylor, Houston Norris, Jordan Nelson, and Court Winter. Welcome back to the Red Barn stage, Time Sawyer. Second fiddle out alone on your 
Our guest this evening on Red Barn Radio is Time Sawyer. It just occurs to me, Sam, that during my introduction of you, I said nothing about North Carolina. These guys up on stage are mostly from North Carolina, Elkin, Boone, and Winston-Salem, at least your birthplaces. And then Court, our bass player over there, birthplace, New York, New York. Court, do you live in North Carolina now, though? Yeah, okay. Sam, you were saying before the show that Red Barn is a program that you guys have become familiar with over time and... We've had a lot of our good buddies, uh, Nicholas Jamerson, 49 Winchester. Obviously, everybody's probably seen Tyler Childers play here. It's uh, been, I mean, we, so many, the list could go on. Jordan could keep listing. Something we've really enjoyed watching. It's very evident y'all care about the music, and obviously the, the viewers care about the music. It's a, it's a great place to feel like the, the music comes first. Sam, why don't you start us off by talking about some of uh, your roots in music? Houston and I both were uh, pretty late to the party. I think we... Uh, both loved music. We, we grew up, went to the same high school together, and all hung out with the same group of friends. And uh, definitely music was a big part of that, but we weren't playing in high school. Going off to college, I went to UNC Wilmington for a year, and uh, Houston uh, went to UNC Charlotte. We ended up meeting up the next year. I came up and moved to Charlotte. That first year at Wilmington, I started playing the guitar a lot more. Uh, we both were influenced a lot, I believe. Uh, I'll let him tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, the Avert brothers being in the Charlotte sure. market and uh, really... We, we saw quite a few of their shows, and I think their energy and what they brought to uh, how much they cared about the songs uh, really translated. It kind of got into that. Americana is probably an overused term. Well, I know it's an overused term. But <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, uh, but, it, you know. it got us into that genre. For, for lack of a better word, it really opened me up to so much great music, a lot of what you see here on the Red Barn Radio. So it's, uh, I would say that probably sparked it. That shirt you're wearing, J.J. Kale's a hero of mine. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I think he, right now, he's the one that, him and Jim Croce probably hit the deepest on that musical scale. Wow. It was winter, it was cold. Most of all, the skin that I would hold. We were young, oh, so bold. 
Long gone from the days I take you home. Won't you let me take you home? Well, she was my lady and she lived up in the hill. Stole all of my money so that she could dine at the pill. Love and left me powerless and I gave it to the was sparked by a change in my life, a moving and, and a breakup, and something that really lyrically or wanting to write something, it felt really cathartic and felt, you know, something that, as you say, connecting to the music and finding something that was for me. I think that was a way that it really felt like something I didn't want to lose. That was 10 years ago at this point, and we're all still playing together, and it's been a hell of a lot of fun. Did you listen to music and sing for a long time without really paying much attention to lyrics? Growing up in the 90s, there was a lot of lyrics worth not paying attention to that we were probably <laughs> listening to most of the time. Uh-huh. But obviously a big change into what we're getting into now. I feel very fortunate to have so many great unsigned or smaller Americana, mm. you know, that, that same level of musicians being able to travel around and do that kind of thing. I think I was not doing a bunch of singing growing up. I think I've just finally felt more comfortable with just as what I sound like and enjoying just being up here and having that experience. I don't think I did a lot of singing growing up. We had a our senior play we were both in in high school, we, we did a little singing, and I think oh, that was maybe, maybe, maybe the first time 
publicly singing, except for maybe yeah. earlier in your life doing like a talent yeah, show. Yeah, it was it was a musical. I think honestly, our, our high school was so small, everyone was involved, oh, that's, whether, that's whether they truth. wanted to be or not. Yeah. I guess first intro to the stage uh, for us, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of grew up in a in a bluegrass family from from very early on. My my mother has a a, a nationally syndicated bluegrass radio show. So Cindy Balkum, shout out, Knee Deep in Bluegrass. And then her dad, my grandfather, played and built instruments. And so at that time, it was probably drugged to fiddlers conventions and festivals, kind of uh, a little bit against my will of going. And I think that might have been, I don't know maybe why I got into it so late, you know, was just uh, wanting to do something different, you know, because we, we, we were so involved in that. And, but it was, it was so much fun. And looking back on it now, it's crazy now that I'm into it. How many great opportunities, how many artists, you know, backstage that I've got pictures with that at the time I just didn't even appreciate, you know, and it's like Bela Fleck and, and all these right. guys. And it's like, I wish I would have appreciated that then, you know, but <laughs> it's super cool. And the first banjo that I, that I learned to play on was actually one that my grandfather built. Always having that stuff around and handy and, and able to just grab it and made it a very smooth thing to get into. And I think I was, uh, it was, it was in my blood. So sooner or later I was bound to fall into it yeah. just uh, a little later in life. Egg on the way, he's a bird in a cage, and his cage won't fit three. They keep his feet in a barroom and continue as it please. And they've got her washing dishes, waiting tables, even sweep the leaves. Fall here in Virginia, they'll make you want to crawl back Rock back off his hinges and tell you to pick up your feet. It's always been someone's problem. Now you can hold the lead. When your lover's bending backwards, but you want them on their knees. Oh, that's a wealth of grief. Now he's wishing somewhere to be Making noise on a weeknight And he don't care about your dreams And he gets mad watching TV But he knows just where his anger should be Directed at a kind of fool Who ain't swimming in a stream When your neighbor Sour, you say he's already got it sweet. Oh, that's a wealth of grief. No, that's a wealth of grief. Sounds so good to me. 
Thank you all. City's on Friday night. No, it's not the city lights this time. It's the long pines in the hills. Oh, there's nothing that we can do. I'm just moving with a strength or two. And I just sit alone and think of you and what I've done. Just some matches and some gasoline And one man's thoughts They can kill our dreams You can't help but to feel the same with you Trouble ain't here yet But it's a-coming soon We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style.
Touch of grief, God hurts to say that if y'all get to me, it won't be on my time. The sun don't shine like it used to. We use my little but we aren't as wild as we. fortunate we get to spend the majority of our time traveling around spending spending it with our best friends and and playing music and, and people enjoy it and it, it is really like to say you know kind of just like living the dream you know it's, yeah. it's almost like it's not even really a job it does really just get you to another another place and especially when you can unlock that creativity where you can it sort of unlocks something else beyond you kind of go deeper in the relationship when you start creating together because there's almost something more more intimate when you start creating it's like uh, you know you kind of with songwriting really just making yourself vulnerable in the process and, and so it's really cool when you get positive feedback <laughs> on that uh, on that creative inv uh, endeavor so huh. sam you started at some point in the last two three years you started the the program that you do yeah. the yeah the uh sam on sundays right yeah we, we've kind of taken that into more of a live space as we've had the opportunity yeah as we've kind of gotten back into things a little more feeling a little more uh normal as a couple years ago but uh actually right before we started i uh, uh asked them if this felt uh kind of hearkening back we spent our quote-unquote second season of our live stream at a great uh theater the neighborhood theater in charlotte who housed us uh, and let us do this show every sunday it was very similar to this i'm not sure it was as high quality but we uh had a good group of folks in town jake rothwell that works with us all the time a good buddy that uh, not with us today, but normally with us on the road. Had a lot of fun being able to put that together, really trying to engage that same thing that we're kind of keep dancing around. Is just especially la the last two years having that gone from our normal uh, traveling or being able to see friends in our bands and see uh, a broader swath of the music world out there. 
we wanted to do something that kept us creative and, and also yeah. let us stay in touch with somebody while being, whether it was digital or not, it ended up really letting us stay in touch with a bunch of bands that uh, we'd love, normally would see out playing shows. And we really got to connect with a lot of folks that were s super kind to be guests on the show that we probably couldn't have got otherwise mm -hmm. because they were just sitting at home. I think looking back on the ride up, Court and I and Houston were talking about that. And I wonder looking back how much that'll mean to me because I think right now I'm still probably not appreciating that enough. I was listening to uh, one of the episodes and, and I thought it was really fun. You had a little segment called Little Licks Corner. <laughs> and yeah, I really liked that. You had uh, that, a guest teacher and she was talking about, you know, holding a bow. And I just loved that. I thought that was so cool because something we always do here when we talk with folks is is we remember we remember our teachers we remember the people who who brought us up in the music and who had an impact on us as educators when you're waiting you can't wait no more call on me now be at your
Courtney's uh, back here on the bass. He's going to switch between electric and upright uh, tonight. You play beautifully, Courtney. Why, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. I've been digging it. The first teacher I ever had was definitely my dad. He was the reason I got into music, period. Uh, he's a jazz saxophone player who also did a lot of Broadway and other things. So he also opened my um, horizons up to multiple genres. Like one of the main artists, I think, in the beginning that got me really into music was Paul Simon. Uh. You know. Was it like at Graceland time? Yeah, yeah. it's totally Graceland. I think I was maybe five years old, and then you hear that bass, that you know iconic bass solo, and it's just like that's it. Right. <laughs> you know, Igifi is like. Why don't we just take a second and have you play that bass solo for us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let me get back to you on that. Yeah, okay, good. But no, um, you know, then after that, I had the, um, you know, the absolute honor of um, studying with some of the other teachers I've had. Um, my high school teacher, um, Mrs. Green, was you know very mm. accommodating and very you know inspiring. After that, after um, I finished up my high school years at our uh, local art school, uh, North Carolina School of the Arts, uh, a f- uh, fabulous um, institution for uh, predominantly classical music, but just in general understanding of music. And I had Lynn Peters and then Paul Sharp, and you know, and I consider any, every person I play with a teacher as well because I mean it teaches me how to be a better musician in that particular environment, and that's something that uh, you know I think as an artist you are. When you stop learning, it's almost kind of like you cease. A part of you stops, you know. So if, um, yeah. being around these guys and learning how to play more together with them, learning how to understand the role of my uh, of my instrument, and also just learning more about how to express myself in that situation. So I also consider every artist I've ever played with to be a teacher of mine as well. Yeah. Um, I think it has definitely allowed me to be, at least for myself so far, a, a more accessible teacher when I'm teaching kids as well. Before this year, this year I was, um, first year I took on the job of being a middle school music teacher. So now I'm, I'm solely teaching kids, fifth grade through eighth grade. And uh, before that I was teaching just about any range, you know. So, and I'll definitely say from my background and all my teachers being all over the place, it has l- allowed me to have a somewhat of a voice in multiple genres. And in doing yeah. so, it allows me to, to, if someone's coming to me with just one particular style, I can find connections. Hey, try listening to this. Mm. It's a completely different style. And hopefully just in, um, opening up that student's eyes, which is what all my teachers did for me. And that's you know, definitely my dream to make sure I can you know, allow them to express themselves in as many pl- um, ways as possible. So uh, that's definitely yeah. something I've been wow. lucky to have. That's a, a huge gift that you give to them. Oh, thank you. Which is just, yeah, that's amazing. Stopped on the wheels 
let out the bus in a San Diego. Went and grabbed my bags a hell below. Well, my blood was running a coaster in the sun. So my chauffeur ran only 20 miles to go to Mexico. So I shot down my baby and her lover, And I still got the blood left on my hand. Won't be long to define. And with all those pretty things, I left my wedding ring there on a pillow. And I can't unsee what I've seen, or undream what I've done. These eyes, they are open. can do cause these living days they are through and now it's over
really try and all stay uh, on the same page. I think we try and let the majority rule a lot of the time and, yeah. and be able to, I mean, we're all together. We're all pushing towards the same thing. We're all, as you said before the show, we all get together and talk about staying on that same page. Uh, we actually, and you guys can steal this at home because uh, it's, it's too good. Jordan brought to us this physically loose and mentally tight is our pre-show, what we say most of the time. And I think that that, uh, that really speaks to me. I think I think a lot too much about, uh, going back also to your pandemonium comment, there's, a, there's so many things to think about and so many, am I making the right decisions? Are we doing the right thing? And I think if you take a step back and realize you, you gotta find a good balance between those things, it makes things a little easier. And I think in the same way that we talked through things during the pandemic as a band is the same way we try and do it now. And the way we try to do it before is really trying to make every, everyone's opinion heard and, and then make the best decision. It's not always the one we all want in, in the certain, you know, maybe the certain aspect or decision we want to make, but it, uh, everybody does a good job of respecting each other. And I think that kind of carries the torch a, a long way of, uh, helping us get through. I mean, during the, we talked about our Sam on Sunday live stream and that, that really was a, uh, something that really, I mean, I'm not sure women would have seen each other, uh, other than having that show for a lot of it. And, uh, that was something else that we really tried to do all we could to be making the right decisions and do it very safely and be able to highlight a lot of the people that are also stuck at home. So I think it, it added a positive feeling that I think we all were, were glad to champion together. And I think that helped to keep us tight during all of that time. What a rich, another rich part of the South. You know, we've, yeah. con this has been a great time for Kentucky and Kentucky music. You know, you guys are reminding us we've had, uh, at, you know, at least a few artists from North Carolina and South Carolina over yeah. the course of the last year. And there's so much power in this, in this region of the country. Well, it means so a lot great to stuff us. Going we're, on. we're glad to be included in the conversation and be here today. I mean, this is, like, as you said, uh, a lot of what we're listening to is Kentucky-based these days, so we're, we're awful glad to be in the mix. <laughs> All right.
thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. Well, there are so many people to thank for our program. Chief among them would be Time Sawyer, our guest this evening. And in a very close second would be you. That's all of you listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on all of our guests in our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now, once again, please welcome back Time Sawyer to the Red Barn stage. When a man has more cars than a space allows, he adds on to the house and builds a car garage. John had his bill in the fall last year, two cars and lived it all. Now the man that Johnny had. Now he'd work the load up too, but it paid him like it paid you. Though his eyes get the reddish hue and a semi blaze. Ain't it a shame that we all see different, different ways? What kind of life are you living if you're not adding to your place? Don't you know it's a Different kind of see the wind 
Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world. 